Drew Blazik is a husband, father, and recent convert from a Pentecostal Protestantism to Catholicism. And he's a member of our Pentecost 365 movement. We began actually just a few months ago, this movement that is now taking root throughout the country. One of the seven commitments that we make is daily prayer. What you're going to hear in just a few moments is Drew sharing with our small group his own reflection and thoughts on the purpose and power of intentional daily prayer. If nothing else, hopefully this will whet your appetite, that all of the saints, in so many words, acknowledge that this distinguishes those who go to heaven from those who go to hell, that saints are cultivated, forged by a commitment to daily personal prayer, and those who go in the other direction resisted or did not or allowed obstacles to stand in the way of cultivating daily personal prayer. So over the last few weeks, he and I have been discussing this. How do we help men who know this is true to move from simply knowing about it to actually committing themselves to doing it, to discovering the grace, to overcoming the obstacles and the resistance? And Drew, I think, did a fabulous job drawing from the great wisdom of the saints and his own personal experience and asking men to truly make this time as one of the fundamental commitments of faith to receive the grace by cultivating daily personal prayer. If you want to find out more about being ignited in everyday faith, if you want to receive that grace, if you want God to forge in you, with us, the dispositions at the heart of disciplines, I encourage you to join us at Pentecost365.us. We as brothers in Christ invite you men to join us. Find out more again at Pentecost365.us. Sign up and join us. And now, Drew Blazing. When we go to heaven, go before Christ, uh, God is going to ask us one thing. is how much we loved. That's all he's going to ask us. doesn't matter how much we fasted, how much we prayed. If we didn't love, all that stuff doesn't mean anything. So the virtue that makes every other virtue, charity, is the love of God. If we don't do it because of the love of God, every other thing we do is nothing. But what is fasting, what is prayer? It's an act of love to God. But without love, it's really nothing. Um, that's one note. The other note is when we commit mortal sin, this is why mental prayer is so important, we connect ourselves to the demonic. We, we have a connection to the demonic. The devil, demons can have power over us in a way. Even if you go to confession, if you're not doing the proper thing, they're going to come back furious and just take you over. And that's, that goes into the mental prayer, I think, important. Okay, what is mental prayer? St. John Vianney saw he was praying before the sacrament and he saw this poor farmer would kneel down before the sacrament and he would do it for hours with him. So he was like, the saint was really excited and he said, wow, he's in it with me. So he went up to him and he asked him, what do you say to our Lord when you're praying? And he said, I say nothing. He just said, I look at him and he looks at me. That's it. And when you think about that, it's almost like, what is mental prayer? I'm looking at God in different ways. I'll get into that. And he looks at me, and you got to examine our conscience, how, where we're at. So mental prayer is a heart-to-heart conversation with our Lord, and that's what it is. It's a, it's a conversation with Him. St. Thomas said, at the end of history, when we have to face in the final judgment, it's going to be revealed to us all the times that we really don't want to have that conversation. When you, wanna, when you love somebody, you want to get to know them. Other than the ultimate sacrifice, giving up your life, I know a true friend really wants to get to know my passions, who I am, ask questions about me. That's, that's something about that. It makes you really look. 
And that's the same thing, I think, with mental prayer is getting to know God and God get to know us. Okay, there's two things mental prayer does. It helps the soul to get closer to God, number one. Helps the soul get closer to God. And number two, it prevents the soul to fall back into sin. Number two. St. Teresa Avila said, it's impossible to meditate in Christ's passion and have mortal sin. There's two faculties that men have that are very important when it comes to meditation. And an external fac faculty is like the eyes. The eyes see, that's an external faculty that we have. The two internal faculties of the soul are the intellect and the will. Those are the two main ones when it comes to mental prayer. Uh, the intellect is guided by reason and thought. So it's, it enlightens us what is truth, and it enlightens us where to go. The will is the desire and what we're going to decide what we're going to do. The will is the faculty that demonstrates love. The will is love. The intellect isn't. And the intellect can be, you have all truth. Without love, you're nothing. And I think with mental prayer, I, I know my, 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 my uh, intellect tells me this is what I should do every day. But if my will is weak, I'm not doing it. I'm lazy. So that's not an act of love. And again, we are judged on our love if we're not willing to sacrifice for God, I think, in certain things. There's five steps to it. Number one is preparation for mental prayer. So preparation is where you have to pray to God, give me the wisdom, give me the strength to do it. You have to find a good time to do it. You have to prepare yourself properly. You have to know what kind of state you're in and you want to prepare act, um, correctly. Number two is selection of the material. You can find an artwork of Christ. You can find a crucifix, meditate on that, a Bible verse. Uh, it could be a devotional reading. Um, Anything that's truth about God is what you want to meditate on. Consideration is number three. So it's who, what is, what is our Lord doing, and then what, and what does that apply to my life? So you think about like the last gospel was about the, uh, the four different stewards. Which one am I? And what does that mean? What does it apply to my life? Number four is conversation with them. So when you're doing a mental prayer, you want to think about you know what, I'm lacking in this virtue. I need this virtue. I need charity. Without charity, no other virtue means anything. So what do you do? You ask Christ for it. You ask him in mental prayer and say, God, I want to have more charity. And then number five is conclusion, which is resolution. It's the decision and act of the will that uh, decides what we're going to do. Just to briefly go over really quick about that. Preparation, you do it. The selection material is the intellect. The intellect decides what kind of material, what is truth, what should we do. Consideration is an act of the will. When we're meditating on whatever story, image of Christ, a lot of times things will come in our mind. I got this going on tomorrow. I got work going on. You go back to the image. I think images, I've been printing out a lot of uh, different old pictures. This one, uh, the holy face of Christ was all bloody. And you just stare at that. And... Uh, um, so you always go back to that when you start losing uh, focus on it. I heard, I heard a priest say that God will give you consolation. So it's that great feeling in prayer for the soul to understand at the beginning that pr mental prayer with him is more important than anything in this world. But at the end of it, he will take away the consolation. And he takes it away because he wants to make sure and see how we are that we're not praying just for the consolation. We're not praying for that great emotion. Not for that great feeling. We're sticking with it because that's an act of love. He wants to see how much we love him. And uh, they say when that happens, 
a lot of people will quit, say, hey, it's not working, I'm not doing it right, but that's just part of it. So the mental prayer, all must focus on the conversation with Christ. That's what the whole uh, part of the mental prayer. Um, that's the five steps. With me, I've just been getting artwork, a Bible verse, and just thinking about it. And I think that's been the most powerful with me. Um, 15 minutes a day, I think it's all it takes. Uh, I think St. Thomas said 30 minutes is good. 15 minutes in the morning, maybe 15 minutes at night. I think it was St. Thomas, he said, all saints are saints because of mental prayer. He said, all saints are saints because of mental prayer. St. Teresa of Avila said, all prayer consists not in thinking much, but loving much. We talked about the intellect and the will. The intellect is, uh, is reason, and it also guides the two lower faculties, which are imagination and memory. And imagination is where, let's say, the Annunciation, you can imagine yourself and you feel the air and you see the angel there and then you see Mary and the angels bound before Mary. That's imagination could bring it all together. Uh, but some people aren't gifted with those. So Lexio Divina is the way if you don't have imagination and uh, memory that well. All it is is taking a scripture verse, a simple verse. Don't, don't read too much. Don't, don't do a whole chapter. It gets really confusing. Do one verse like, and he wept because Lazarus died and meditate on that. And you're replaying that same verse in your head for 15 minutes. And it's not thinking. It's just all about the will. It's going on, um, uh, meditating on it. So it's just finding simple verses. St. Teresa Avila did this. Two straight hours was Our Father. She meditated on that one uh, uh, line for two hours straight. And, and it, I did it one time, and it was pretty amazing because it opens you up and you can think of all these different ways. Our Father, He's my Father this way. I thought about the creation of the world. And you just enter into that, and you're not saying a word. You're just like mentally thinking about that the whole time. St. Thomas said that prayer is a requirement, a requirement of justice, that God requires it. It's not just something we should do for consolation or... It's justice. I mean, he requires it to get closer to him. Uh, meditation is the entrance to all other higher levels to be a saint. You cannot conquer sin without meditation. These are just quotes from the saints. You cannot conquer it without meditation. Another thing a saint said, immediately after taking communion, I don't know how many people do this at church, one should enter in meditation right away. You shouldn't look at anybody else. You go get on your knees and just meditate on what just happened. I forgot what saying it was, that one communion should, it has the power to make us a saint. One communion. If we properly did it properly. Okay, some other quotes. I love uh, St. Alphonsus Liguria. I think it's kind of a bone-chilling uh, quote. Uh, put it on Facebook, a lot of Protestants like, jumped on me right away. And then I kind of intellectually like, brought them into it and they agreed. Okay, maybe it's correct. Whoever prays is certainly saved. He who does not is certainly damned. All the blessed have been saved by prayer. All the damned have been lost through not praying. If they had prayed, they would not have been lost. And this is and will be the greatest torment in hell. To think how easily they might have been saved just by asking God for His grace. And this is bone chilling to me. But that now is too late. Their time of prayer is gone. St. Teresa of Avila said, The devil knows that he has lost the soul that perseveringly practices mental prayer. He knows. He just gives up. That's her point was, if we do that every day, you'll see sin start dropping off. Another saint, I think St. Thomas says, it is possible not to sin. Like, I know Protestants think it's impossible. Like, we sin in our sleep. 
But it is, it is possible, but it's impossible not to sin without mental prayer. Uh, what St. Thomas said. St. Alphonsus Ligorius said, Were you to ask, what are the means of over, overcoming temptations? I would answer, the first means is prayer, the second is prayer, the third is prayer. And you should ask me a thousand times, I would repeat the same. <laughs> and then I just want to, because this is part of our seven, uh, another quote by Alphonsus, he said, Know also that you will probably gain more by praying 15 minutes before the Blessed Sacrament than by all other spiritual exercises of the day. True, our Lord hears our prayers anywhere, for he has made the promise, ask and you shall receive. But he has revealed his servants that those who visit him in the Blessed Sacrament will obtain a more abundant measure of grace. Last quote I'll read is, He who does not meditate acts as one who never looks into the mirror and does not bother to put himself in order. Since he can be dirty without knowing it, the person who meditates and turns his thoughts to God, who is the mirror of the soul, seeks to know his de defects and tries to correct them, moderates, moderates himself in an impulse and puts his conscience in order. That's St. Uh, Padre Pio. But I guess to wrap it up, I would say, uh, since how long have we been doing it? A couple months? I've been trying to do it, and I feel like once you get in the groove, and I have a specific time, I do it right when the kids are in bed. I go down the basement, have all these spiritual bunch of pictures of Christ, and I get excited about it now. And that's what sin does. When I sin, I feel guilty, and I, I don't feel like I can enter into that sometimes. But I learned that he, it doesn't matter where you're at. He wants you to pray. The rosary, I just want to say this, the rosary, and this was, I think, the beautiful genius of the rosary is that when you do it, it takes about 15, 20 minutes. They say you should pray the saints for 15 minutes. And the rosary is only powerful if you meditate. You could enter the meditation when you say the Hail Marys 10 times in a row. You can really enter into it. And the rosary, and that's the whole point of this, meditation. I, I would highly suggest, if anybody hasn't done it, it's a, it's a powerful thing. And it, it, it's the only way I've conquered certain sins. It's the only way. And, and when I'm doing it, I feel more inclined to pray in front of my spouse. I feel more inclined to do those family prayers. I've, I, I feel motivated. I feel like it's part of me. I feel like if I don't do it, I feel weird. And, uh, and last thing I just want to say is when I was a kid, all I did, I loved basketball more than anything in my life. And I couldn't stand it when I saw people that say they love basketball and they didn't dedicate themselves to it. So I dedicate my whole being to it. That's the same thing, I think, with God. It's like we got to give everything, and, and it's the same concept. If that's who you want to uh, die to, we got to give up everything for it. And just, and, but it starts with prayer. And, and once you do that, I, I feel like, I'm not saying it's more necessary than Eucharist, don't get me wrong, but if you're taking the Eucharist without praying and knowing it, that can be very dangerous. And if you have right preparation, the graces that God gives in the Eucharist is dependent on how the soul can receive it at that time. So if we prepare ourselves properly, we can receive more graces from the Eucharist. I'm very blessed that you put this together. And as I say to my kids, when they acknowledge virtues and qualities in others, I say it's not enough to have admiration. You have to have emulation. And what you exhibited and what you talked about is worthy of emulation. Particularly, it seems as you shared there, that this was an occasion uh, Pentecost 365 to ramp it up and enter into this. Is that correct? Is it is was that the occasion for you to really step up? We talked about this. Remember, I talked about a long time ago about like said basketball. I write everything on the wall. Yeah. And first of all, is love of God, and 
But my intellect kept on telling me it was right, but my will was weak and I didn't do it. And then it's just that group thing. It just pushed me to do that more so. I, I knew I was going to do it sometime and just lazy. And uh, um, I think it's something, uh, you know you're going to do it, you're lazy, but once you do it, it's hard to stop. It's like uh, working out. Once you work out past a certain time, like you can't quit working out unless you give it up and then it's hard to get back to it. Father Ripperka said that a lot of people when they try, all these thoughts come in, oh, what do I got to do this, what do I do that? That's your passions, your lower faculties taking over. That means you're just not strong in the intellect and the will yet. And it's just something you have to work on. And it's, it's like anything, it'll work out on it. But that's what happens to a lot of people. Then they quit, they get discouraged. What one priest said he learned was the, the, after the first hour of mental prayer, when it gets really good, I haven't gotten that far. But just to throw, like, if you're looking at pornography, what is that? That's drilled in your memory and your imagination. You can't break it. So what does mental prayer do? You're putting God in your imagination, your memory, and that's throwing that the trash out. And it's really making you stronger and more powerful because you're putting God into your memory. If you want to find out more about being ignited in everyday faith, if you want to receive that grace, if you want God to forge in you, with us, the dispositions at the heart of disciplines, I encourage you to join us at Pentecost365.us. We as brothers in Christ invite you men to join us. Find out more again at Pentecost365.us. Sign up and join us.